Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, November 15th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Urban farmers can take blighted vacant lots and turn them into green space that provides food for neighborhoods. But they often struggle to get the land they need. I think that's a really big frustration being in an urban setting is you just see so many vacant lots, yet the owners like don't want to let go of them. We'll examine the challenges behind buying vacant land from private owners and city land banks in just a few minutes. A hedge fund known for gutting newspapers is dropping plans to take over Lee Enterprises. It publishes 40 newspapers, including the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. The Midwest Newsroom's Kayvon Mansouri reports. According to reporting from Axios, Alden Global Capital abandoned its pursuit of Lee, citing rising interest rates and a tougher market to finance the purchase. Last year, Alden offered $141 million for Lee, which the board rejected. Damon Kiesau is the night chair of digital editing and producing at the University of Missouri School of Journalism. He says Alden's decision to step away might be temporary. Certainly wouldn't take this as any sort of a long-term victory, but gives Lee at least a, a short term to work through you know, the current economic troubles overall that are facing the industry. Lee hopes to add more digital subscriptions to boost revenue. Alden did not respond to a request for comment. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Kayvon Mansouri. The Federal Emergency Management Agency will fund the buyouts of 12 homes on Wilson Avenue in University City. They were severely damaged during this summer's historic rain. City officials say FEMA also will fund the buyouts of three Hafner Court apartment buildings in University City. They are next to the River de Pair. Local and federal funding will fund the buyout of another apartment building. City officials also requested a buyout for 12 homes on Birch Lane. However, the State Emergency Management Agency says it would likely cover 10 of those homes. The buyout process can take a few years. University City's Director of Planning and Development, John Wagner, says he's worried that more homes may be damaged by another flood before residents receive any money. Illinois lawmakers are back under the Capitol Dome in Springfield for a six-day legislative session. A sweeping criminal justice law known as the Safety Act is on the agenda. It will eliminate cash bail in Illinois starting January 1st. 62 states' attorneys have filed a lawsuit against Governor J.B. Pritzker, claiming that act is unconstitutional. Pritzker says the plan is on solid legal ground, even if adjustments are made. I'll be watching carefully. I've made my thoughts uh, clear, and uh, we'll see if we can get something done during the veto session to address the changes that, that we ought to be making. It's unclear whether lawmakers will bring up gun control or reproductive rights this session, but a House Committee on Public Safety is scheduled to discuss violence in schools. A federal appeals court in St. Louis has dealt a blow to the Biden administration's student debt relief initiative, The Missouri Independent reports the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals has issued an injunction to block the program. The ruling comes as six states, including Missouri, claim the plan would negatively affect tax revenues. They also argue the Biden administration does not have the constitutional authority to implement the program. The White House says it is confident in its legal authority and will fight lawsuits against the college debt forgiveness plan. A survivor-led organization is working to train employees to spot and stop sexual harassment and assault in St. Louis bars, restaurants, and tattoo parlors. St. Louis Against Sexual Assault founder Sam Hunterlock 
says bartenders and waitstaff already received training on when to stop serving alcohol to customers. This training is very, very similar. Um, seeing ways that people are making others uncomfortable and knowing the steps to take to when, oh, this is just an awkward conversation versus this is sexual harassment and this is sexual assault. She made the comments on St. Louis on the air. St. Louis Against Sexual Assault was formed two years ago after numerous allegations about women experiencing sexual harassment and assaults at establishments in the Grove. Hunter Locke says not much has changed. Urban farmers who want to buy land often look to vacant lots. It seems like a win-win. Farmers can get the land they need and bring more food security to neighborhoods. Cities get more green space. But as Harvest Public Media's Eva Tesfai reports, farmers often struggle to get that land. Mediatrice Nyankuru moved to Kansas City seven years ago from East Africa. For the last several years, she's grown crops here that you might not normally see in the Midwest, like these African plants. Cassava leaves, muchicha, and white eggplant. Originally from Burundi, Nyankuru is part of a farm training program in Kansas City, Kansas, called New Roots for Refugees. It trains participants on farming methods and helps them establish their own businesses. Nyankuru recently graduated, and she's moving on to a piece of land she bought with another farmer. But it's not as big as she'd like. You see, my garden is still small. But the problem, too, is no water. The lack of water access and the inability to buy more land has kept them from moving off of the New Roots training farm. It's only supposed to be a four-year program. But program manager Semra Fetahovic says it's been increasingly difficult for their farmers to acquire land. So they end up staying longer. This year, we're actually leasing land to six graduates that can still rent land here. Next year, I think that number will be 10. For many of their farmers, it's been difficult to get a hold of the owners of vacant lots, who often live elsewhere. Even if they do get in touch, the owners may not want to sell. I think that's a really big frustration being in an urban setting is you just see so many vacant lots, yet the owners like don't want to let go of them. There's a multitude of private actors in that space, right? Likely some of whom are people holding on to it, hoping it goes up. Janelle O'Keefe is from the Center for Community Progress, a national nonprofit that helps cities deal with systemic vacancy. One of the ways that cities do that is by starting a land bank, a department that acquires vacant land and sells it. O'Keefe says farmers often have to deal with both land banks and private owners, as cities typically only own a portion of the vacant land. And land banks aren't always excited about selling those lots for farms and gardens. What we've seen through conversations and work we've done is the just the prevailing notion that the highest and best use of a property is something bricks and mortar. Detroit is a city that is known for having a lot of vacant land. Its land bank has about 60,000 vacant lots. Since a land bank was formed in 2008, it's been a little easier to buy property. That's according to Tapfira Rushton. She's the co-founder of Detroit Black Farmer Land Fund. We've come a long way and we have we have a ways to go. Rushton says before the land bank, there were lots of different entities that owned vacant land and no clear process on how to buy it. But even with the Detroit Land Bank Authority, she says the city still doesn't prioritize urban gardening. It's a secondary priority, 
not even a secondary. It's like a cute thing that people are doing in their eyes. Rushton believes that land access would get easier if cities just recognize the value of urban farms. A land bank spokesperson said their goal is to return these properties to productive use. Back in Kansas City, Kansas, the land bank only sold one property to an urban farm in the past two years. It prioritizes single-family housing. Andrew Davis is a commissioner for the Unified Government of Wyandotte County in Kansas City, Kansas. I don't think we have to choose. Davis says the land bank is in the process of changing its policies, and he thinks there's enough land to go around. I think there's a way in which we can uh, see, uh, um, you know, gardens and farmers thrive in KCK, all while still having that aggressive uh, movement for single-family homes. But he also says many of his colleagues don't agree, especially because houses generate more property taxes than gardens. Urban farmers argue they bring their own value to neighborhoods with productive green spaces and healthy food. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Eva Tesfai. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms, including St. Louis Public Radio. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.